0: The Institute of Directors' professional development programmes equip learners with the knowledge, skills and mindset to be enterprising and innovative, enabling organisations to become more productive and competitive. The IOD's programmes ensure directors develop an awareness of their interpersonal skills, legal and business knowledge, financial acumen, ethical questioning, decision-making abilities and the highest standards of professional conduct. The IOD is the only institute in the world to offer internationally recognised qualifications designed by directors for directors under Royal Charter. For more information on IOD training, visit iod.com today.
1: Welcome to the Institute of Directors, Leaders and Business podcast, a podcast where we interview directors from all over the UK about their careers and business. I'm your host, Marlene Lowe, founder and director of Titchborne Promotions and long term IOD member. Today, I'd like to introduce you to CEO of Social Good Connect, Caroline McKenna. In her career, she saw how much time and effort goes into attracting, finding, and recruiting volunteers who are a lifeline for nonprofits. And so, the idea to make it easy for employers to enable their employees to find volunteering opportunities was sparked and Social Good Connect was born. Let's hear about that story straight from Caroline herself.
0: Yeah, so I'm Caroline McKenna, chief exec of Social Good Connect. Uh, We make employee volunteering simple.
1: Tell us a bit more about that. Simple in what way?
0: So we um, have created Social Good Connect. We're a purpose-led social enterprise, and we offer employee-led volunteering. So we do this in a new and easy way that connects employees with physical and virtual volunteering opportunities in a wide variety of charities and causes. So we we kind of call ourselves connectors for good, um, building bridges mm-hmm. across sectors and uh, and trying to make it easy for for businesses and their and their teams to do great stuff in the community
1: now you say purpose led what does
0: that actually entail so we've got we've got a really clear purpose which is creating a world where people care and are inspired to make a positive impact in society so our whole core of our business is 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 purpose led
1: okay how does a company become purpose-led if they haven't had that to begin with?
0: Well, it's, it's really interesting because the, the, you know, the clients that we work with vary from small to medium organizations, right up to corporates. And the ones that succeed are the ones that put their, uh, purpose and their people at the, at the heart of everything they do. They, are the most important mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then, you know, the profit and all the, all the great stuffs there. I mean, you absolutely need, you need to make profit. You need to make money to survive and grow and scale. But it's almost like that, you know, if you're, if your business stands for something that's more than just making money, those are the organizations mm-hmm. that will fare the best in, in, in the times that we're in now. It's almost like yeah. now is the time for, for, for business <laughs> for good, even though, you know, we've had corporate social responsibilities being around for years and actually a couple of people that I interviewed for our podcast said to me I'm just going to dust off that CSR policy and uh, and give it, give it a shake off but actually it's about you know it's not a nice to have it's not an add-on it should just be part of the core it's, it's part of who they are yeah
1: now is purpose-led the same as
0: value-led uh, or is there a difference well uh, you know it's to me that's about purpose and people so values are created to um, drive who you are they drive how you behave they drive the decisions that you make so to me mm-hmm. that that's what that's what values are and, and how they show up. Um, and and the purpose is really that North Star it's it's that yeah. sort of you know, What is it that you're creating here what is it that you're that you're building and there's some great examples of organizations who are doing some pretty cool stuff uh in this Mm -hmm. space
1: so tell us a bit more about your background what is your origin story
0: so i started life uh marlene uh, when, when i was 16 as a dental nurse would you believe And uh, yeah, loved it. Actually, I left school. I was a bit of a (laughs) rebel, actually. I didn't really Mm -hmm. I wasn't really a fan of school. The last couple of years, I kind of started hanging out with a crowd that didn't really like school, so I joined them. Um, And (laughs) uh, so that was the first job. But I started working in financial services and kind of worked um, up a career there. I was there for about 18 years um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was really passionate about it. It was great, met some brilliant people. But I did get to that stage where uh, you know there has to be more. It was it was that sort of, I think it's I don't know if it's a middle-aged thing, but for me it was, you know, it has to be more to life. You hit you hit sort of, I don't know, 35 and you think, right, that's it. Um so so I moved from there um after 18 years into um doing some coaching, some business coaching and, and worked with charities. And um, I ended up as the chief exec of the International Women's Centre, an amazing organisation that supports women of all mm-hmm. different cultures and backgrounds. And I really learned a lot about, you know, <clears throat> the challenges that migrant that migrant women face, the challenges, um, you know, that, that refugee families face. It was just such a and, and volunteers were a lifeline for us. So mm-hmm. um, that's where I knew that to try and search and recruit for volunteers is such a time-consuming thing to get the right volunteers with the right skills who are committed to your cause uh, it takes Mm. a lot of work so yeah that was really where the idea for social good connect came from but that's kind of the a whistle stop of the career history so in summary (laughs) i disappointed my parents enormously told them i was still (laughs) at school when i was wandering the streets playing hooky and being a bit of a rebel and i think at school you know your teachers say said to me you've got three choices you can be a police officer a teacher or an air hostess it was in those days and there was, oh there was nothing else um so you know that i developed my career through financial services and and just really learned lots about managing budgets managing people leading people um how not to do it of course and uh mm-hmm. and i actually ex- experienced you know some challenges along along the way but uh yeah that's kind of what led me to life here
1: What's been one of the biggest lessons that you've learned in life thus far?
0: Oh gosh, Uh, what have I learned along the way? I've learned along the way that everyone is someone's precious child and treating your people how you would want your child to be treated at work is essential and that's actually taken from um, an Entrepreneurial Scotland programme that I did uh, called Conscious Leadership and I just thought it was a brilliant lesson in how would I want my daughters to be treated in the workplace? and that's the mm. way that I want you know would always want our, our team team to be. Uh, the best way to trust people is to trust them and uh, you know <laughs> not be concerned about. You know I often think about now, particularly you know during during the challenging pandemic year that we've had, but I often think about the corporate years of old and, and you know that you must be here at eight o'clock you can't leave your desk until after six otherwise you're not showing your commitment I mean all that stuff's just fizzled away hasn't it Uh, and I know some people are really struggling with that but the ones that will fare best are the ones that treat their people with absolute support and adoration and Mm -hmm. there are many people who are struggling throughout this pandemic and to me it's about we will all go through that at some point in our in our personal lives and we all need to be there to support one another so I think that's been and I think the final one is about business can be the most powerful force for good if we Mm -hmm. if we if we make it so and if we have this purpose that's wider than than just making money.
1: So can you pinpoint a time where you realize that social good connect was your purpose or or that you needed to set up an organization like this
0: do you know it's funny because I I talk about this and I and I almost it's almost like I don't want to listen to it back because it sounds so I don't know cheesy i, I suppose but <laughs> you know it's like everything you've done in in your life up to this point has led you here you know it's that that kind of oh yeah she's found her she's found her mojo or she's found her thing but actually it's just really true like i feel mm-hmm. like every you know it's really hard work to, to you know to set this up we we launched last year on in march mm-hmm. right at the beginning of the pandemic uh, sorry we launched yeah. in may but we kicked off in in March to accelerate it. It's been absolutely crazy manic. I've definitely got more gray hair and, and, and thicker bags under <laughs> the eyes for sure. But it's been great fun and it's so exciting and it feels like now's the right time for it. I think if we'd mm. launched this five years ago, it would have definitely been in the nice to have camp. Whereas now we're just hearing businesses saying, you know, we just absolutely love what you're doing. So I think, hmm. I think the moment was really after the experience of working in a corporate financial service environment, working with charities and particularly running the International Women's Centre, and then working in a consultancy space, helping businesses with their corporate social responsibility strategies. Hmm. It felt like the three of those things just really came together, Marlene, yes. and, and the idea was born. Um, And of course, an idea is great until you start working out how do people pay for it? Is it viable? Mm. Uh, You know, will I enjoy doing it for the next ten or twenty years? You know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I suppose it was just that it was that moment really. Um, I knew it was time to move on from the women's centre. Just it was great, it was brilliant, but it was time for me to go. Had other other plans, and and from all those all those walks of life, I suppose I I just you know had a bit of an epiphany around an idea that. I hoped would make it easy for people to to do this.
1: Now, anyone that knows me knows that I tend to have quite a romantic view on life. But do you feel that your idea and starting this was almost fate with when it happened at the start of the pandemic as well? Because when you started this, no one had a clue that we would still be in the same situation one year down the line. And how vital the work that you're doing would help it companies create that bedrock of stability essentially
0: yeah I mean I I think it is of course I do and 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 the (laughs) the honest the honest answer to that Marlene is that at the beginning of February I said to myself if if we can't get this off the ground and we can't get funding for it by the end of March I'm I'm not going to I'm just going to stop you know this mm. is this, because that's be, this, you know it's been 18 months two years in the making before that where we were doing yeah. feasibility studies we were designing our digital platform we were we mm. were making sure we had viable pricing models and and what do customers want what do businesses want what do employees want what do charities need so we did a lot of work in the background you know what was already out there some of the brilliant organizations across scotland um you know there's there's 32 third sector interfaces but there was this gap with yeah. employers specifically and that's the gap that we plug so you know whilst we want to work collaboratively and holistically that that's really the gap that we are that we're plugging um mm. but you know the reason that this happened is because three very good friends and colleagues of mine and and i got in a zoom room the, the week just of lockdown um mm. and we drunk you know some gin and of course great <laughs> ideas great best best ideas happen and and they basically said to me you know craig who runs thornton's law danny's st andrew's links and andrew lothian group ceo of insights he they basically said look we've got all these people furloughed something big's happening here we didn't quite know what it was at that time but Mm. But how about we support you in an advisory capacity and so you can chew the fat and talk to us about your challenges and we'll try and help as much as we can to accelerate yeah. what you're doing. So that that's how it happened. Um and I, you know, they only found out recently that I was in that I was going to give up, you know, I was just going to give up and say this is too hard, this is too difficult to get really? the funding. So there's some there's a lesson in there, Marlene, about that. You know, they talk about that point where you're just about to about to give up and on the idea and something happened so all I needed was a global pandemic and a room a virtual room of gin and (laughs) away we went and some great people
1: (laughs) Uh, that has actually given me chills because it really is one of those moments where if they hadn't been there that day if you didn't have that amount of gin or whatever it is (gasps) this might never have happened you we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it now a year down the line absolutely
0: it's amazing in fact it's it's soon you know it was a year ago to i think this week actually when when that all kicked off and perhaps next week when that all kicked off so yeah, yeah, amazing stuff and when people you know there's something about when people say we believe in what you're doing it re-engages mm-hmm. you again it gives you back yeah. all the confidence to say no this needs to be funded so you know we went we went and i was really really pushing and not taking no for an answer really and saying we need to find mm-hmm. this money and we did so uh, yeah
1: so tell us about what it takes to have that tenacity to keep going
0: um Look, it's really hard, particularly during this pandemic because we don't have anything to compare it to. So, you know, I talk yeah. to colleagues, business colleagues of mine who are saying we've had our worst year ever, that we've forecast 300 times, we've cash flowed a million times to work out what's... Mm-hmm. We don't have anything to compare it to. Um, all we yeah. can go is what we know during during the pandemic and the response that we are getting, which has been which has been extremely positive. But there is something for me about committing. So it's Mm. that point where you, you know, you go all in. Just don't overthink it, just go all in. And I think I was always half in, you know, I was always scared to commit. There was always something that wasn't quite ready. We didn't have enough funding. We didn't have the right people in place. We didn't have the systems and the processes. We didn't have. You know all the things that you'd love to have planned and ready mm-hmm. to go we just said let's go for it let's focus on the goal and everything else yeah. will follow and that's kind of what's happened it's not been without its sleepless nights and it's it's challenges for sure um I wish I'd done this when I was in my 20s I'll be really honest because in, <laughs> <laughs> in, your, in your 40s it's a bit it's a bit tiring uh, you, you know long hours long hours um, but I think that goal in just be committed just say, mm. we are going to make this happen and, and, and not, ha- not kind of and maybe and just we're all in, we're all in this together. So I think that's, um, that's what I would say about that.
1: you know what I find interesting though is that you did have a walkaway point and I think that's important as well is not, not going all in to the detriment of your family or your mental health or whatever it may be. You had a walkaway point where you're like, if it doesn't work by then, then we need to walk away because then it won't work. And that, that's advice that I got. And I think it's really important to have that trigger in your head just to be aware of, of your walkaway point.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, you know, self-awareness is everything, isn't it? It's, it's a gift mm. to know what's right for you and while you're while you've got this great idea and you're trying to set something up you're still working to earn money so i'm still delivering yeah. for clients i'm still doing consultancy so this was an add-on to get this to the point where it was in a state where we could see it let's accelerate it and we accelerated it six months because we were hopeful to launch at the end of last yeah. year um but yeah, you know self-awareness understanding gut there's something about gut feel and what feels right and Mm. what you know what's of course none of us know what's around the corner the pandemic's proved that but it's (laughs) i suppose it's just making yourself self-aware and that that culture of openness and transparency and i've spoken to so many business leaders you know i've I've shared this idea and some have said oh it's not going to work or and some have said Mm. i would never tell someone their idea is not going to work because no one knows um, you yeah. can do all the testing and the feasibility, but just getting it out there, just get it out there and test it with mm. some cu- real customers and let's listen to what they're saying and their feedback. That's, that's the, best, the best way to iterate and learn, isn't it?
1: Do you think you have to have an element of fearlessness to do that?
0: I haven't really thought about it. It's a great question. You know, I think possibly... Uh, fearless ma- madness one of the two uh, <laughs> you know I'm I don't need to I'm not very good at detail so I know where my gaps are I'm very um, to the point you know I like to do things quickly <laughs> and um, you know we've got a brilliant team who have, have been recruited because they plug those 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 gaps we all plug the gaps for one mm-hmm. another and we've got all different strengths um, Fearlessness, yes. Uh, are you comfortable with taking risks is probably how mm-hmm. I would describe it. And if the answer is yes, then go for it, because there's going to be times yeah. where, you know, there's a lot of worry and there's a lot of concern. There's a lot of stress because you've got other people to look after. It's not just yourself. Um, yeah. a f- a family, of course, and, and and the team who are like your extended, extended family, really.
1: What's the biggest lesson that you've learned about yourself during the past year?
0: oh the biggest lesson about myself um, that i'm able to so i've got a sticky note on my on my screen that says just ask so there's yeah? you know we all we all have someone and a voice in our head that talks to us all day and a lot of the yep. time it's about what's not possible what you can't do i want yeah. i want to go for a walk but your head saying, no, I don't go for a walk, it's raining, you know, it's that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, I, I think what I've learned is, you know, to get over that, to get over myself, and, you know, I need help, I want to ask for help, I want to ask someone to be a podcast guest, I want to ask um, someone to do something for me that that's putting themselves out, and, and nine times out of ten, people want to help you, so I think yeah. I've learned to be much more Um, conscious of being vulnerable and asking Mm. for help where it's needed across the business community and wider communities Um, because you can't do it all yourself you absolutely can't and uh, yeah yeah, I think that's the biggest one.
1: So you've mentioned podcasts there and you mentioned it to me before we started the interview tell us about the podcast and what got you to start it.
0: Well, I, I'm really excited because, Marlene, this is great talking to you. I like to be on your your side of the desk uh, rather than this one, I'll be honest. but uh, And I actually feel like I'm channeling my inner Michael Parkinson by doing this. But So it's, it's called Mind Your Peas. It's the Purposeful Leader's Guide where we talk about all the peas from people, purpose, planet, philanthropy, even pizza and Prosecco. And we're interviewing business leaders who put people in purpose um first and we're talking to them Mm -hmm. about how they do that how difficult is that when you've got challenges of investors and shareholders and maybe the culture wasn't like that before and how you change it so we're having some Mm -hmm. brilliant conversations with um, amazing people so i'm really excited to launch it um first week of april Uh, yeah it'll be great
1: so will it be launched everywhere so people can listen to it no matter where they're listening to podcast yeah
0: absolutely we're we're launching so you can go to our website it'll be on the apple um podcast it'll be on spotify but i think apple's the best place to go to get ratings so i believe marlene you can tell me about that one
1: (laughs) we'll exchange notes after this (laughs) now is there anything else you would like to share with the audience that i haven't asked
0: already um I, no I think I think just make sure that you know you're you know if you're if you're a leader in business that the the only the only asset is your team and the people mm. that are around you so make sure that you're looking after them and that you that you nurture them and and make sure they're okay because if they're okay you know things things will work out and I think just the fact that there, you know I suppose there isn't a life balance now there, it's just life mm-hmm. isn't it it's just you've got one life and we should all, for everything that we enjoy doing into it yeah. and and finally just remind yourself to have fun along the way because it's it's tough sometimes and this last year has been um a lesson in resilience and tenacity and strength mm-hmm. i think for a lot of people um and and look what you've achieved you know one step forward all the time that momentum building and yeah. um, but just have fun with it and, and sometimes i forget that so I've got two post-it notes on the screen. Just ask and have fun to remind myself. <laughs> when, I'll be borrowing yeah, that one. I'll
1: be writing post-it notes tonight. When, <laughs> when the times
0: are tough, have fun.
1: <laughs> the Institute of Directors is in the heart of all major cities and continue to represent your point of view as a business leader, both locally and nationally. Our objective is to ensure that your views are taken into account when the government is reviewing policy, legislation, or seeking the opinions of the wider business community. If you're interested in joining the IOD, please visit www.iod.com. Join the conversation and share your thoughts on today's episode by engaging with us on Twitter or joining the LinkedIn group.